Welcome back to another episode of the Major Journey Podcast. Today's cannabis power player is a special guest who happens to be a naturopathic doctor, board certified by the American Alternative Medical Association and certified in restorative medicine. She's maintained a successful private practice since 2007. Her career path started out as a chemist where she worked for private industry, government, the Food and Drug Administration, and within the pharmaceutical industry in research and development. She has an exclusive passion in helping others heal themselves. A naturopathic doctor is a teacher first, and her pledge is to educate and provide insight in regaining your innate healing power. She's maintained a strong commitment to science in her practice, as well as to the greater community by teaching classes on the safety and efficacy of plant medicines. Today, she sees patients virtually within her clinic, the Meridian Institute for Naturopathic Therapies, and in addition to operating her own clinic, she has recently acquired Golden Grocer, located in the city of St. Louis. This is a staple health food store that has served the community for over 40 years. Without further ado, Jamila Owens-Todd, welcome to the show. Well, hello. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Jamila, thank you so much for, for stopping by today and for having this conversation. I think you're a, you're a wealth of knowledge. And before today's episode, you and I chatted for, for a little bit. And I'm really excited because I think a lot of us in the cannabis space are very interested in, um, in the healing powers of different herbal remedies, plant medicines, and everything in between. So before we dive deep into that, for those sure. who aren't familiar with you and your work, can you share with us um, a little bit of your backstory and kind of what led you to cannabis and the inspiration behind all of the incredibly positive endeavors that you're a part of today? Yeah, for sure. Um, I often say that some of my favorite people are under the age of 18. And so they can lead me to do many things. So right. it really, it was children, you know, being in my practice. Mm -hmm. um, I saw a lot of children uh, holistically, you know, a lot of parents who hadn't necessarily vaccinated or, um, you know, with naturopathic medicine, you see anomalies, you see kind of, I've got every test and everything was perfect, but I feel horrible. And so that's kind of where we fall as naturopathic physicians. So I had children coming in who were, you know, having different syndromes that kind of fall in the, in between. And, and just to be clear, naturopathic doctors are trained as primary care um, takers. However, in um, the state of Missouri, you kind of work on the outskirts. And what that means is I may, I'm not doing physical exams and things like that. I may take a longer look at the labs and um, really think about how the child feels emotionally and how that plays a part into the health, you know? So, I had families who were, uh, it started with one family, specifically a child who had just multiple seizures and just, just scouring, like what are the alternatives because the children were not responding to the anti-epileptic medication, anti-seizure medications. Mm -hmm. And so this parent came back with this little vial of liquid and she was like, it's cannabis. And I was like, oh, you know, cops are taking these kids. <laughs> we're all going down, you know, I was like, get yeah. out of the house, you know? And so... Um, I said, you know, let me just pause and get out of my little, you know, my little head and think about what is this really, right? right. And so I just started to scour the the research. You got Mashulam, who's out of, you know, Israel, who did a lot of research on cannabis. So I just really started to look at how this is effective. And this is where the efficacy was. This is what leads the legalization for most states is there's a 
a pediatric case of seizure disorder, Dravet syndrome or epilepsy, and this is valid medicine. So I'm a scientist at heart and I'm thinking this to me weighs out more than what I believe or how should someone use this medication. And then at, at the you know essence of it all, cannabis is plant. It's plant medicine. This is what I studied. This is my passion. This is what I went to school for. It's just um, the socio-political surroundings of the plant have placed it into this small, deep, dark corner and made it unaccessible. And so um, that's what really drove me into diving into cannabis more. Always respected it as a plant, always valued it along with a myriad of other herbs, but didn't just um, didn't work with it because it was illegal. Right. right, right. Um, so working with these children, I started to really research how they can use it. And then there was the CBD became more available <clears throat> and that it just kind of took off from there. So I met fam- more and more families and I kind of became like, this, you know, the cannabis doc, you know, uh-huh. goes here under the radar because she'll help your kids with this random cannabis concoction. <laughs> and then I really wanted to get in the industry because I felt like as I value it as a plant medicine, it's not the end all be all, you know, you meet mm-hmm. people and they're like, Oh, it, you know, it cured, cured everything, improved my credit score. And it's like, Oh, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they have this host of things, which would be great if they could do that, you know? But um, I said, you know, let's, let's just really kind of look at the science and see how it's beneficial. And that's where, you know, now it led me to here meeting the wonderful people at Belief and working with them because they were working with children who had seizure disorders. So these children would go to the, their neurologist and then there was an online forum. And so the patient would, the parents would take their child to the neurologist and then they would contact me and schedule an appointment and say, well, the neurologist said I can use CBD. What do we do here? And I would add in other herbs that had a really beneficial effect. And um, so here we are. That's so cool. And so one of the things, one of the things that I really wanted to dig deeper into because I, I personally think this is one of the coolest um, endeavors or projects that I've come across so far, the golden grocer, right? Oh, you yeah. and I talked about this a, a little bit before. I think yeah. this is an incredible project and I almost hate to call it a business because yeah. it is so much more than just another health food store. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about how the golden grocer has manifested into a destination mm-hmm. for the local community and why that's so important? especially in today's world where everybody's, you know, just going through so much in so many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And um, really key, right? In today's world, we have been, um, you know, burdened with a a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that that really brought out was our vulnerability in health and the reliance upon the traditional health system, which I'm not someone who's like, don't go to your doctor. You know, I think you know, if there's a broken bone, please take me to the ER. Don't, you know, rub any herbs on me. <laughs> Help me out. Just roll me to the ER. The you know, so there... fix the broken arm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think it's just um, understanding like where you fit in the realm of medicine and people have become more savvy. And I either get go to the hospital and get on a ventilator or I do something before then. And even deeper, like, well, how do I prevent it all together? How do I prevent this illness or other illnesses? And so what you find is Golden Grocer, which has been a community staple for over 40 years. That work was done before I came along. It was often my space that I would go to to learn more about herbs, 
when I was back in undergrad studying chemistry. And so it's been it's been very integral in my growth um, in the healing arts as well. So knowing that, you know, I was there, many of the people that I still know today who were, had relied upon it, it is definitely an honor um, to have been asked to even become owner. So that was an honor. I thought, wow, you know, um, so that legacy and wanting to keep that going is really key. How do we keep the community component? How do we keep the things that people are looking for? How do we introduce new things? And that's being a practitioner, you're just exposed to so many more new things that haven't made it to the market. And so it's like, how do I introduce those in without, you know, upsetting most folks because I'm bringing in new stuff or um, change the change the, the design a little bit, little swag on it, but not upset people. You know, it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's been that delicate dance, but it is uh, definitely an honor. And it's been great to know that this is the go to when people aren't feeling well or trying to prevent or wanting to heal a family member. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it is humbling. Often um, you, you have the business component of running it. And then there's the day to day, you know, I call them patients. So customer patient mm-hmm. interaction where you just remind it, like, we got to have the stuff so people can feel better. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the cool things about everything that you're involved with, with, I see a common denominator that healing just happens to be that root of, of everything. Yeah. And that's, and I, I told you, I was, I sent you my bio that was last year, but it's totally been reworked and I'm waiting on the edits right now, but that's the thing that I speak of. And I would have never, I, you know, as you get older, you accept certain things, right? <laughs> and um, the word when I was speaking over with the person who was writing it, I said, you know, I have dedicated my life to healing. Not in a, you know, I put a cape on type of way. Right. Um, it's more in the education. I wanted to know why things work the way. And I wanted to be able to have resources for people to have the same education. I mean, you go to school, you get these degrees and that's great and all, but it doesn't separate me from someone else's intention to heal you know it doesn't put me on this higher plane it's like we're all seeking you know and in naturopathic medical school we would always joke we're all just broken healers right you know Uh we all have a story and that what that's what led us there well that's everyone we just so happen to culminate in school setting someone else may culminate in a forum group online or in a golden grocer or in their local vegan deli you know so i think we just find the community that tribe in these pockets um, so, yeah, I I have accepted that that has been my life's work is working on healing and the, doing as much as I can to get this out to others. Um, one of the things and not to jump ahead just with working with Believe is this the ability to make product because I can talk to you about, hey, you need to add this together. And, this, and some people will say, well, just give it to me, you know, and it's like if I can come up with formulations that can be all encompassing and supportive in multiple areas of healing that to me is a greater extension of healing because now I can reach people that I never have to talk to not that I don't want to talk to them but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how that sounds but I could create stuff and it gets to people and know that they're getting some healing from it and you know I think that is um, what really drove me um, to working in the in this position in this way yeah and it's so cool how how you started by going to the golden grocer and that was almost like a destination for yourself the way you you described it where you started to go there and you were like wow this is really this it's almost like a like i 
get to go there and feel some sort of comfort because I know I'm going there and I'm, I'm entering in one state and maybe I leave in a state where I feel a little bit more at ease or I leave yeah. with a, with a bag of goodies where I'm like, wow, like I know I'm going to get good sleep tonight. Or like, I know yeah. I'm yeah. going to get through this cold or, or whatever it might be, but you yeah. almost feel like you have yeah. a little bit more pep in your step when you leave places like that. Mm -hmm. um, there's a local hemp wellness center here, here in New York. And that's exactly how I feel too. Sometimes I go yeah. there just to chat with the owner yeah, and I go yeah. in and I come out and I feel like I just got a whole treasure chest worth of, of knowledge <laughs> and it's the coolest right. thing ever. Um, yeah. so I, I just love how everything has kind of come full circle for you in that sense. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I must say, you know, I, I pinch myself sometimes just, um, you know, it's been a very interesting year for 2020. I always say it was the year of the reset. Um, had many wins, many losses in that year, but um, I do believe in balance. I believe in not to get all off into that, but I believe there are so many um, gifts that we can open if we are open to opening them. And that takes um, strength and courage. It can be humbling. It could be hard, difficult, and very uncomfortable. And so I, I, when I think about that journey, it's, full circle and, and I'm, I'm deserving of it. You know, that's the thing sometimes we have to realize, like, how did I get to the point where I'm doing everything that I've wanted to do? Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is believing that you deserve to have what you want. You deserve to thrive. You deserve to be fulfilled by your work. And um, the more I put that out there, the more it comes back and there, there's the acceptance. So I can accept it. I step into it. It happens. It's kind of manifestation, but won't go down that route right now. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I, I totally get that. I think I think you and I are definitely on the same frequency uh, as far as that goes, for sure. And you touched on 2020 being a tough year, but at the same time, there was a lot of gifts in 2020. Um, mm -hmm. And I say that lightly, um, mm -hmm. you know, empathetic mm -hmm. to everybody who went through, you know, traumatic experiences and things like that. But yeah. 2020 for a lot of people being, you know, harder than most years, what kind of advice would you give somebody? And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, take CBD. It's the Swiss army knife of everything. It'll lower your credit score. It'll increase your credit score. But like, yeah, but, um, but what kind of advice would you give somebody who maybe, you know, just kind of scrape their knee in 2020 and they're ready to bounce back and make 2021 their comeback year. What kind of, yeah. like, what kind of mindset do you think it takes to kind of build up the grit and the strength to come back from 2020 mm -hmm. and make 2021 that, that comeback year? Yeah. So the first thing I say is I never, um, I always tell people don't take advice from other people. <laughs> I never give advice, but my advice today, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I think the number one thing I would say, the grit, hard work and all of that is very important, but you have to be kind to yourself. Hmm. And I think when, you know, we want to climb, you know, it's like everyone wants this tall climb, right? You want to get to this point and reach the zenith of our lives well, we can only climb so far. Right? It's like, how, how much up can we go? And so that means there are going to be moments when we're down. There are going to be moments when we fall. And um, there are going to be moments of redirection. I always call them mistakes. You know, a, mis a mistake is an opportunity to redo. Um, so in doing that, I think kindness is really key because if you're kind to yourself, 
you're forgiving of yourself for this fall, for this mistake, you are able to see it as an opportunity. You are able to see it as a redirection. You know, we say rejection is just um, redirection. You know, it's not a bad thing. It's just, this was not the route for me to take. And I think a lot of us were sat down (laughs) literally in 2020. And a lot of us needed to sit down. I can't speak for anyone but myself. I needed to sit down. And um, so in those falls, those bumps, those hiccups, if I can just give myself a little bit of compassion, knowing that I'm not at my best right now. Do I want to stay here? No. Do I want to feel this way all the time? No, but I'm okay with being in this moment so that I can move on to the next. If I stuff it away and I try to, oh, you know, things aren't horrible. Well, things could be horrible. (laughs) Let's just accept (laughs) that things could be horrible right now. But I am motivated to come out of this dark, horrible space. That's the only way we move through it. so I just, I, I because I, I get it. I hear a lot of people who are like hating on them. I would say shooting all over themselves. I should have did this and I should have. Mm-hmm. You know, we do what we know to do when we know to do it. Whatever mind state we're in, that's all we can operate is in that present now space. So when I do want to make my next move, I just have to be gentle with myself. I'm going to grind and I'm going to work hard and hustle to get to that next space. But if I can do it with a little bit of compassion, then I'm not constantly judging myself or critiquing myself for being in the place that I was previously. Yeah. I like that. I, I especially like uh, rejection is just redirection. Oh yeah, man. That's the golden a lot of redirections. <laughs> That's the golden nugget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just like that, that can just motivate you like fire, you know, fire under your bum. Yeah. It's like, sorry. It's one of the things that I find that could be, and and I want to be honest, I haven't had a lot of rejection, you know, so, but I also think I've curated my life in a way to be very patient. So I'm the person that's like, oh, five years from now, that's my plan. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm probably slower than I need to because I am trying to avoid rejection, not to get all into my personal woes. If you had a couch, I would lay on it and tell you all my life <laughs> issues, but um yeah, so I think I've curated my life in a way where it's not, I'm not seeking, but there are moments where you have to go and get support. And one of the biggest things I learned in 2020, being self-employed and having this mission to do bigger things is that I need help. Mm-hmm. I cannot, I was not in a position to go open up a million dollar cannabis lab and get HPLCs and equipment to make the equipment, to make the, the products that I wanted to make. Right. I couldn't do that as a single person, as a single entrepreneur. And so when I was able to find like-minded people and work and fulfill those goals, the reality was I, in order to do the things you want to do at cert- a certain point, for me anyway, I needed to now have allies and support and people of like-minded interests to grow into that next stage of uh, wellness and healing. That was a hard pill for me to swallow because I've done everything alone. My practice solo, you know, other businesses solo. And so this was um, my lesson coming out of this year as well. Like, okay, the community that you're wanting to foster requires a community. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> That's that's a great lesson. And it's so funny because you said, you know, like, go figure, right? 
but yeah. oftentimes it's it's so funny how a lot of times the answers that we're looking for to the questions that we're dying to figure out are just <laughs> right in front of us right there yeah it's right there but you know I could be a little stubborn sometimes like I'm just letting you know that <laughs> just a little bit and um but in that stubbornness if I can yield and accept it this lesson keeps bumping me in the head then at some point I got to do what feels right in the next step. So that's where I am. Totally. And, and speaking of, of healing and taking care of health, not just mentally, but also physically, um, I think taking care of our, our bodies and, and like, like physio physiologically has been, has become a top priority for a lot of us, especially now during the pandemic. Um, after and you and I spoke about you know like different vitamin D levels leading to different mm -hmm. rates of of COVID hospitalizations and things like that, um, which that whole uh, arena of the of the dis of the discussions taking place during the pandemic, that's been super interesting to me. And I've been I've been researching you know how inflammation leads to certain complications you know with COVID and, and without COVID. Yes. Um, but during my research of all different herbs and foods and plant medicines and things like that i came across soursop and mm -hmm. irish sea moss as yeah. natural healing herbs that mm -hmm. supposedly can help uh help lead to a stronger immune system or help boost our immune systems um and these two just kind of kept popping up over and over again yeah. so i'm curious and i'm sure a lot of other folks who are listening right now have have heard of these two what's your take yeah. on these two as someone who's really well versed in herbal medicine <clears throat> and this is really your this is really your lane so i'm, I'm excited to hear what you what your take okay. is uh you'll be less excited in a few minutes <laughs> so, I, this is the controversial uh question I get. And let me give a little, let me preface a little bit. Um, I first started using, so it's Irish sea moss, uh, chondrus crispus is the, uh, you learn herbs by the Latin name. And the reason that's important is because there are many varieties of seaweed that exist that are very helpful and medicinal. Irish moss is one of them. Um, you see like brown seaweed where you get astaxanthin and you see red seaweed like you see all these different things kind of uh kelp kelp is a, yep. a very common seaweed um so i again it's like cannabis right i look at cannabis just like i look at hops and i look at lab like they fall in a category for me uh and never just this kind of monoculture of herb so when i see sea moss it's um it, the popularity is around the monoculture but i look at the group of seaweeds um, and not to get off tangent, but there's also mushrooms. Some people are like, I only use, you know, lion's mane for brain health or cordyceps, mm -hmm. but there's a family of mushrooms that have many uh, different benefits. So when it comes to sea moss, I Irish moss or chondrus crispus, which is the Latin species, I have been using that for many years and it's always been considered a mild nutritive. And what that means is to very immune supports. So you have different categories of immune support. You have immune stimulants, stimulating herbs. That's like your golden seal, echinacea, uh, vitamin C. And 20,000 milligrams is considered stimulating. And then you have immune modulators, things that keep the immune system like strengthened, but not stimulating. That's where you get into your mushrooms, you know, like uh, reishi, maitake, um, cordyceps, turkey tail mushrooms. 
CMOS, um, they provide, you know, a large number of minerals. One of the biggest minerals would be iodine. Iodine is helpful for thyroid support. So when you have a high mineral content, you are now immune supportive. So you got immune support, immune modulating, immune stimulating. And so when I'm thinking about supporting someone and their immune health, I have to see where do I come in in that field. So what happens with immune um, kind of balance with the CMOS, it's, it's safe for everyone to take. I would always use it for children because it is mild, because it's a lot of mineral support, um, more minerals than vitamins. And then it can be something that's just a stabilizer, like a multivitamin in a sense, a stabilizer for immune. So if you're doing a lot of things in life and you have something there to help prevent the immune system from falling or decreasing or weakening, that's where CMOS comes in. Um, and again, I, I, it is the number one selling thing in the store. And so I'm, I love that it's like, you know, popular in that way. Cause what else, you know, it's like they're popular shoes and, you know, artists and right. foods, but to see that, you know, what's really popular is a herbal product just warms my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So when I look at it, I look at it as keeping you balanced, keeping you supported. But then if you are having symptoms that seem um, out of sorts, then I switch to some other things. And that's just what I tell people. It's like, you know, the controversy is like, I, you can take it for support, baseline, balancing, but then you're going to need additional herbs to stimulate in the event that symptoms occur. I am also, I'm going to say this, um, which is odd, right? I'm someone who, I don't believe you need supplements every day. I don't believe that you need herbs every day. I believe food is your medicine. And when things are a little imbalanced, it's like, well, how do I alter my diet in this moment? Do I need more green vegetables? Do I need more antioxidants, more berries in this moment? Do I need more sulfur-containing foods like garlic and onion to deal with, you know, sinus infection? Or So I like to, mo- you know, modify the foods because, one, they're more accessible. And, two, um, they're more affordable. And, three, it really makes us connect to what I consume every day with my healing. Herbs are like a food and they would be my next step as far as, uh, you know, added um, support for your health. But the thing that is wonderful about herbs is they do not need to be taken every day. You might take herbs 30 days, 60 days, maybe even up to six months to help create balance or to um, eradicate an imbalance or an illness or a concern. Um, And then depending on how aggressive the concern is, you might be on it longer. And so when I I say that also to say is what the thing about CMOS is that I know a lot of people take it daily and they take it kind of as their multi. I always say, what's the next step? You know, if you're taking that, are you also making sure you're getting green vegetables five to six cups a day? Are you making sure you get high fiber in the form of apples or, you know, pears and, you know, um, so I like to extend the conversation, which again, I don't always have that opportunity to each and every patient or customer. Um, So I'm okay with them taking CMOS. (laughs) Now, uh, graviola is also soursop, which are both of these. uh, So Irish CMOS, which obviously Irish comes from the original from Ireland. Ireland, But what most people are getting now is from um, St. Lucia or Jamaica. 
because that's where it's most predominant. And so the Caribbean is like the source. So here we go to graviola, which is also the source is in the Caribbean. Soursop, which is very commonly consumed as a beverage in the islands. Uh, graviola has been studied primarily for cancer. And so that's often when I look at it. So when you think about cancer, it's giving the immune system a huge boost in order to fight off whatever this um, imbalance or structure that should not be there. Um, there's some fleeting articles that will negate its effect. But what you do see in those articles is there is a stimulant activity with soursop or graviola. And so often when I think about it, it's a very deep immune issue, whether it's a cancer or a chronic immune um, concern, you know, chronic sinusitis or bronchitis. So I look at chronic deep immune issues when I consider using soursop. But I mean, have you ever had the fruit? The, the actual fresh soursop fruit. I haven't. No, it's, it's yum malicious. So it it's like, delicious, well, yeah, we have to live in some tropical climate, which I don't think New York is close to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately not. But yeah, so it's one of those things. Like, man, if we could have this in our diet every day, it would just be phenomenal. But mm. we are not. Um, we don't live in that area. So what you often get is the tea or the extract. Um, from the fruit um, and the, uh, the leaves are what's, is what is used. You can consume the fruit, but the leaves are where you get the medicinal property. There's medicinal property in the fruit when consumed, but what people are purchasing will be the soursop leaves. Interesting. So, yeah. so like you can go, you can go online and if let's say like, I don't have easy access to the fruit itself, mm -hmm. you can just, you can get soursop tea and yeah, that also provides good immune support as well? Absolutely, yes. It, it comes in tea or tincture. The tincture is like the liquid alcohol tincture where they take the dried leaves and add alcohol to it to extract that chemical out. When you boil the leaves as a tea, that's a form of an extraction as well. It's just the boiling water will seep into the cup. So you can drink it as a tea and those active ingredients are very accessible as a tea. The alcohol tincture makes it like threefold stronger because it's really pulling all of those good chemicals out. And then you can just take it in powder leaves in capsule form. So that's often the three ways that it's sold uh, for medicinal purposes. Yeah. Gotcha. Did you ask me a third one? Was there a third one? Graviola? No, I think so. Okay. No, and there's just, there's just those two really. Yeah. Yeah. If I can say, sorry, I'm always, I should be on like the garlic um, commercial campaign because my favorite herb is garlic. And I say that to say, because garlic, the actual bulb, you know, you got this full garlic bulb, you crack it open right. and um, you peel back the little paper and you kind of chop the little, um, you got the clove, you crack it open, peel the paper, and you got the little bulbs. And I chop those up really tiny and I'll swallow those, especially if I'm feeling out of sorts. Um, I probably reek of garlic, but no one has complained. <laughs> uh, and so... I have worked in medical facilities around people who are just like lots of flu and pneumonia. And I would literally take two cloves, swallow every day. It's like the best antiviral, antifungal, antiparasitic that you have at your fingertips. So I know there are a lot of things out there we can go on, but I like to throw that in when people mention natural products. Of course, I'm an advocate for buying products. I own a store, but, right. <laughs> but sometimes you need to take it to the next level. But again, your kitchen, like what's your go-to? Keep some garlic around. I hear it also gets rid of vampires, but have not had to use it just yet. 
Jamila, that's <laughs> awesome. So on top of that, um, yeah. you mentioned mushrooms, right? And there are different mm -hmm. mushrooms that have been studied to show improvements in cognitive performance and absolutely they help brain function and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to herbs, you mentioned something interesting where you don't necessarily have to take them every day. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to mushrooms, does it work in a similar fashion? Or can you basically be like, let's say you have a mushroom tea every night before you go to bed? Like, is that good? Or is that overdoing it? What What's your stance on that? I'm kind of curious. So we first have to differentiate between the types of mushrooms. <laughs> because in the cannabis science, we know there are other mood altering components out there. And so I said this, and I have to say this, because I mentioned mushroom tea to someone and they said, oh, I, I had hallucinations. I was like, oh, you got you got <laughs> a hold of different. <laughs> but they're becoming more accessible, right? Because people are looking at healing mental um, health concerns and mushrooms have been included in that conversation, the hallucinogenic kind. So just wanted to throw that out there. So with mushroom um, as an herb, they have what we call a modulating effect. So they're very good at strengthening immunity. Um, I always say lifting the immunity. So you have the balance that keeps the immune system from kind of decreasing. And then you have these that strengthen, but aren't necessarily stimulating. And so again, it really depends. Like I use a formula, if I'm feeling just sluggish and feel like, oh, I could be coming down with something. I'll take this, it's like mushroom elderberry and it has like um, vitamin C in it or something. I might use that. And I may take it for three days until I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling better. So yes, you can use them in that same way. Um, what you're finding also in many like new little savvy cafes, they're making a mushroom latte, which is usually reishi. They'll use reishi and cacao. So it's like a chocolate latte. So yeah. um, I've seen that more commonly now. Um, and that's something that you get a benefit from having it in that moment. Reishi is used quite a bit in many hospitals throughout China, um, in addition to some other agaricus and and it could be used in a moment, but you brew it as a tea. You might use it in red date, um, reishi or stragglers. So <clears throat> um, if there is a deeper immune, and when I say deeper, more specifically autoimmune, mm -hmm. I might have someone take a mushroom formula for three months and, th and then stop. So in some cases, when the immune system's bottom out, you've been on prednisone and you're just really struggling to get climb out of that. You know, it's like you keep getting flares. There's like, you know, rheumatoid arthritis or lupus and like the flares keep coming. The mushroom, believe it or not, could be stabilizing. Now that's a little delicate because with autoimmunity, you never want to stimulate their immune system because they have an attack. So mm -hmm. MS, lupus, RA, rheumatoid arthritis, you can do things that like mushrooms that support, but never stimulate. But even that, they shouldn't take more than three months. So yeah, a lot of things can be used as needed. The other thing I say about herbs, <clears throat> this is me going there. I think herbs have a life force. You know, they are, they, they're plants, you know, trees have a life force. We've learned that the trees and the root systems are this intricate system of communication that humans can't even fathom, right? <clears throat> so herbs and their root system connectedness to the earth, there's a life force that flows through them. I say that to say, I do feel like we kind of have a companion herb. And I mean that to say that I've had people say, oh, I drink uh, licorice tea, like the actual licorice root 
it's for some people they love it it's like they can't get enough of it and other people are like first sip is the worst thing ever <laughs> and that you know what i tell them is that just means your body doesn't need it it's not the plant for you and that's i would love for that to be the approach moving forward with herbs because if you find the plant for you you'll know what resonates and what feels right I can take an herb that's known like lemon balm. Well, it might help my immune system. It's known for anxiety and calming and mental clarity. But if I take it and it's my plant companion, it might also help my immune health because I'm extracting all of the benefits because it's a plant that resonates with me. So I see that often. And that's why I'm really um, passionate about herbs in that sense, because it's like find the one that works for you. That's becoming more common with cannabis, where it's like, what's your terpene profile? Right. And there are people like, oh, I don't like this limonene. Well, limonene terpenes may not be the strain. You want to avoid the limonene terpene cannabis strains because there's an aversion there for you. Mm -hmm. So if people can get an idea of what the terpenes are and get a sense what resonates with them, they'll find the, the cannabis strain that works. Well, this applies to all plants. There are terpenes in every plant that exists but we don't necessarily explore them in the way that we do cannabis. And so that gets to our neurological mapping, just our makeup, DNA. I mean, on a deeper level, like what's needed for this body is very different from what's needed for your body. Um, and plants can be the way to really kind of specialize the, the best uh, formula for you. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm speechless right now. I'm yeah, blown sorry. away. This is so cool. No, this is, this is awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, I never, I never looked at it that way, but it makes so much sense where you say it's almost like depending on when you find that right herb, it can kind of be like yeah. that companion herb where you just kind of, you click with it. And from the first yeah. moment you maybe drink the tea or add it to add it to your favorite dish or meal, whatever it might be, right. it might just click with you. You're like, this tastes amazing. I could make tea with this I could add this onto, yeah. you know onto my vegetable whatever it might be um that's how I yeah. am with chamomile like I love it there's just something yeah. about yeah. it and like that first sip I take I just feel like I'm home you know like it's just got that really that resonates with me yeah uh, so I, I like how you broke that down for us yeah and I think that's <clears throat> I think is the most holistic way of consuming herbs because I often see people and they're saying oh I take sea moss and I'm like oh how does it make you feel and they're like I don't know I'm like, well, do you feel better with it? And I'm like, I don't notice any change. Then they'll say, stop taking it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, it's healthy. And I'm like, maybe <laughs> it's not your thing. There could be something else out there. And that's where I get a little, because it's like everyone takes it. And I always ask, if it's beneficial, you will notice it. Mm -hmm. If you feel better with it, absolutely, you should take it. But if you're not noticing anything, then why take it? Why spend your money? I mean, there are a lot of healthy things out there. I mean, the list gets longer every week. But I can't take them all. Um, so I think if we really kind of pull back and think what feels right to me when I take it, does it resonate with my body? Do I feel good? Like you said, does it feel like home? You know, <laughs> that's I like that. That's really a good, good way of describing it. It feels like home. Interesting. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it's just kind of like my go to. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Jamila, thank you so much for taking the time this morning to to come on and chat and and share some of the some of the wealth of knowledge that you've acquired over the years. This has been really interesting, super insightful. And I'm definitely going to take a lot of what we talked about today and kind of apply it to my own life and kind of I'm going to keep that in mind next time I see something that 
looks like you know it's the shiny object of health and wellness and i'm like that, that looks like you know it could be the end all be all i'm gonna right. ask myself you know does it actually make me feel better or is it just yeah. something i'm taking just for the sake of taking it so right that's right great advice yeah cool well thank you i really appreciate you reaching out i appreciate the opportunity to always chat about health and wellness and cannabis and herbs so as you know i can go on so you gotta shut it down now <laughs> <laughs> kick me off of here as soon as you can. <laughs> well, so for the listeners at home, if they want to connect with you, um, maybe just chat with you or learn more, a little bit more about your businesses and everything that you have going on and maybe reach out to you for some help. What's the best way for them to connect with you? <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, pick which email. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have um, the email that I do check is heal. It's H-E-A-L at Golden Grocer, S-T-L, S-T-L is for St. Louis.com. So that's the website, um, Golden Grocer. There's no, Golden Grocer, S-T-L.com or Heal, H-E-A-L at Golden Grocer.com. Golden Grocer, S-T-L.com. That would be the best way. I do still uh, offer some consults and I do have a website for that as well. But reaching out to me at that email would be a first start. Amazing. All right. Well, Jamila, thank you so much for joining us this week. And thank you to all the listeners who tuned in for this week's episode. Hopefully you guys got something that you can run with, feel better, and just run into 2021 with a good head start and, and feeling like you can take this year on. So that's yes. it for this week's episode. And we will see you next time. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% .9 of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.